0: Manimal here. It's Tuesday, June 13th. And today on Texas Rangers with the boys, I'm flying solo. Kevin's a little under the weather. He's not going to be with us today. I just wanted to pop on here. I got all the Major League Baseball news for you. I've got all the Texas Rangers news for you. I've even got some college baseball news for you. And we're going to go over that box score and we're going to preview tonight's game against the Angels. So join us today for all that and more Texas Rangers with the boys. Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of Texas Rangers with the Boys. Manimal here. Uh, Kevin is a little under the weather tonight and couldn't join me, so I'm going to be flying solo tonight. Um, First and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us this morning and uh, getting your day started with a little bit of the Texas Rangers uh, podcast, Texas Rangers with the Boys. So, first and foremost, I want to tell everybody that uh, you can find Texas Rangers with the Boys on all of your social media platforms, TXRangersWTB. You can also find our website at TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. And uh, you can find the Manimal at Twitter, on Twitter at ManimalBull, Instagram Manimal300, Uh, Facebook and TikTok are both Bull Pro, so if you want to find me on your favorite social media platform, feel free to join me at any one of those, and we'll start talking Rangers baseball today. We're going to start the show off today. We're going to go around the uh, major leagues with a little bit of information. I've also got a little bit of uh, college baseball that I'm going to talk about um, as well. Um, So we're going to start. Salvi Perez, uh, he is not available as of right now, according to Kansas City's general manager. So don't look for Salvi Perez to be on the market come the trade deadline, because that's just not going to happen. Salvi is going to stay with the the Royals, and uh, it's probably a good move for the Royals because they want people to show up. And Salvi is definitely a commodity in the big leagues, um, a former big leaguer, uh, possibly even a former MVP. I'm not 100 percent sure if he did win it when he was with the Mets or not. But uh, Daniel Murphy, he signs with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what the what the move in entails for uh, Daniel Murphy or the Angels, but uh, he is a middle infielder, he's an infielder that can uh, hit from the left side, and they may be in need of that. And, you know, Daniel Murphy, maybe he's not done just yet, but he's going to, he signed a minor league deal with the Angels, and, uh, you know, uh, after watching the Angels tonight, I mean, maybe they could use another left-handed stick in their lineup. So, uh, um, Daniel Murphy... Back in, the, back in the minor leagues, after playing a little bit of independent pro baseball this year in uh, Long Island, and he's going to be back over on the, on the left coast playing for the Angels. Um, a, little bit more, a little bit of injury news here. Uh, Ryan Helsley, the uh, fireballer from the St. Louis Cardinals, he has uh, been put on the IL with uh, inflammation in his forearm which is the exact same injury that Jacob deGrom went on the IL for back in April. So we'll have to keep an eye on Ryan Helsley and see how things come around for him. And uh, hopefully things start moving in the right direction instead of the other way, like things did with deGrom. Now... Ryan Helsley being on the IL now that's going to uh, impact the trade market because if the Cardinals were going to be sellers at the deadline I can only imagine how many people are interested in having a guy that drops 102 on a regular basis in their bullpen so um Helsley you know right now with him being injured I don't know what that uh, what that's going to do to his trade market um and I don't know what it's going to do to the overall trade market but uh, it could be an issue coming up uh in the next couple of weeks as we get closer to that July 31st deadline. Uh, The Royals, back to the Royals real quick, they uh, designated Jackie Bradley Jr. um, for assignment this afternoon. Uh, JBJ just hadn't hit really in the last several years. He's still a tremendous defensive center fielder, and there might be a role for him on a team. Uh, to come in that's a good team in the playoffs, to come in and possibly um, play some defense late in games. But for the most part, I got to think that uh, JBJ's time in the big leagues may may be, uh, may be over, but uh, you never know. There's going to be a need. Um, we're going to talk about a guy in a minute that got signed today that I thought his career might have been over. So Jackie Bradley Jr., um as well as he plays center field and and as well as he plays in the outfield he just hasn't hit enough in these last several years to justify being a big leaguer and uh, we'll just kind of see how he goes from here and see if he's able to uh catch on with another ball club um but jbj if, if it is the end man what a what a good run you had um just and now the guy that i was talking about that uh you know, a, a little bit older guy that uh, has been out there for a little while. He's been designated by several teams the last couple of years, or the last, eh, last year or so, as um, Luke Voigt. And he signs a minor league contract today with the New York Mets. The Mets are struggling. The Mets have have run into some, some real issues these last couple of months, or at least last couple of weeks. And uh, they're not playing real good baseball right now. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully that, turns around for them but you know at the same time uh you know i don't know that luke Voigt is going to be the the, the guy that turns that around for him but i can't say that for certain uh, as far as uh luke Voigt goes i wish him nothing but success i hope that he can get things going around because he used to be a big time power hitter in this game And, you know, I'd like to see him continue to be so or do so in the big leagues. And we'll see if that changes now with the Mets. Um, But, uh, you know, Luke Voigt, he's running out of options as well in the big leagues. And, you know, we'll just have to kind of follow him and hope that, uh, you know, he can catch on with these Mets because, you know, my... My uh, my co-host, Kevin, he he loves that Luke Voigt home run trot. Or maybe even just Luke Voigt running to first base. I'm not even 100% sure on that. So um, Now, I'm going to switch over here to uh, college baseball because Sunday night, uh, we didn't talk about it yesterday, so I wanted to talk about it real quick tonight. Uh, Quinn Matthews from the Stanford Cardinals, he threw 156 pitches on Sunday night against the Texas Longhorns. And, you know... I'm all for guys putting it all out there uh, to to take their team to that next level. And, and Quinn Matthews, you know, he did that last night. But the thing that I uh, might have had a little bit of an issue with was not so much that he threw 156 pitches or that he completed the game. When Stanford tacked on those last three runs in the ninth inning and the game had kind of gotten out of hand, I really feel like Stanford's coach should have stepped in and been an actual or actually thinking about Quinn Matthews as much as he was thinking about winning and getting him off the field there. And even if that cuts it down to 130, 135, something like that, it's still a lot better than throwing 156 pitches. I think they uh, added a little stress on his arm for no reason there at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that Quinn Matthews isn't going to have a successful baseball career. Um, he's going to definitely get drafted in July's draft, um, but it just kind of seems like it's a shame that um, you know that they're out there throwing 156 pitches in a college game. And I realize that up to this point, that's the big been the biggest pitching performance of his career or the biggest game that he's been in in his career but I feel like a little discretion should have been made when Stanford made that thing kind of out of hand but uh, anyways that's just my opinion on it I know other people there's people that are saying hey good for him there's people that are blasting Stanford Stanford's coach Stanford's athletic director Quinn Matthews as well and I'm not going to do that I just think that maybe a little more discretion should have been used whenever uh, Stanford started to pull away in that thing um, and then one quick last note around the league. Uh, Pittsburgh's Chase D Jong and uh, Cleveland's Zach Plesac, a couple of uh, young arms that have had some success in the big leagues, uh, but have kind of fallen a little bit this year. They both clear waivers and they're both outrighted to AAA. And uh, you know that uh, that gives me a little hope if like the Rangers try and pass Spencer Howard or Cole Raggins, or one of these guys that is struggling a little bit through waivers, that there's an opportunity for them to clear and be outrighted right back to uh, A Round Rock. And, you know, that's not an indication of what I think of those guys as pitchers. It's an indication of where the market is, and hopefully those are guys that we can uh, continue to have around as we continue building a champion. And I don't believe that, the, that Raggins and Howard are guys that aren't uh, capable of doing things, I just think they're struggling a little bit right now, and that's to be expected from young young pitchers. You know, uh, sometimes it takes a minute to find things. You know, we, we. I hated Luke Jackson when he was a Texas Ranger, but man, did I love him whenever he was an Atlanta Brave. I mean, the the, the stuff that he did, you know. As a brave and and being able to you know get into that bullpen and be a really successful piece for them you know so it can happen it doesn't uh, it doesn't always mean it's the end of the world and uh, you know so Plissack Dijong those guys uh, hopefully they go back down to Triple A and they find their stuff and they're able to uh, catch back on in the big leagues at, at some point uh, let's uh, switch our real quick the Astros had a off day on Monday. So the Rangers only lose the half game. So the Rangers will go into play on Tuesday evening up four and a half games on the Houston Astros and five and a half games up on the Anaheim Angels. Now they will be able to uh, um, have their own fate in their hands because they play the Angels. So if they want to make some more ground between them and the Angels, they need to beat up on them a couple of games here the rest of the week. Um, but as of right now, the Rangers are still the first place Texas Rangers. And as long as Kevin and I have been on the air, at no point have the Rangers not been in first place on a day that we did the show. So uh, we're trying to keep that rolling for as long as possible. And hopefully we can keep that rolling all the way into October. Um, but uh, so now for some other Rangers news. Uh, today, Jacob DeGrom had his Tommy John surgery. Uh, It was a total reconstruction, so there was no uh, internal brace. There was no option for that. So it's looking like between 12 and 18 months for DeGrom's timetable on the way back. Um, 12 months would make it somewhere around uh, June of 2024. And if it's 18 months, then it'll be opening day 2025. But I don't imagine... Yeah, 2025... So I don't imagine the Rangers are any hurry on this thing. They, uh, they you know, of course they want de Grom on the field, but they also have, uh, you know, two and a, what, three years left on that contract when he'll get back. So you gotta, you gotta want him to come back, and you gotta want him to come back healthy. And um, I, for one, uh, want both of those things. I want a, a healthy Jacob deGrom either when he comes back in twenty twenty four or uh opening day 2025 let's uh let's pull for a nice uh 2025 deadline acquisition acquisition you know like that's when or 2024 that the deadline here comes jacob de back and that could help the rangers big time next year because i think that uh, you know this is just the first of many years that the rangers are going to be a good ball club and Jacob DeGrom is still going to be an instrumental part of that as we get farther down the road. And, uh, you know, the sooner he can get back, the sooner you've got a a freak out there on the mound just, uh, you know, helping that thing as much as possible. On to a little bit more injury news that just happened today. John Gray, he's scratched from his start tomorrow. Uh, As of right now, uh, bochi everybody that's kind of talking about it, um, they're not worried about it. It seems like it's going to be just kind of a scratch, and next time through the rotation, he'll be pretty much ready to go. Um, it looks like it's kind of, he's forming, maybe forming a blister, you know, where it's not quite a blister, but it's not not a blister, and if he keeps pitching, it'll probably form. So they're going to shut him down for a couple of days. They're going to have a spot start on Tuesday night, which is tonight. And, uh, you know, there's a good chance that it's going to be Cody Bradford. Um, The biggest issue with Bradford at this moment is the fact that Cody Bradford pitched on Friday at Round Rock and he threw 99 pitches. So he would be on three days rest, which, I mean, I don't know that that's a killer, but I do think that he would be on a much harder pitch count if he does go on on three days rest instead of his normal four um, they could also do a three days rest with Andrew Heaney and move him up in the rotation being as that he's an older guy that's that's been through that before and possibly move Bradford back to where he gets his normal day rest and pitch on Wednesday. I'm not sure how they're gonna do that after tonight's or after last night's extra inning baseball game, there's probably a really good shot that it isn't going to be um, a bullpen game. Because they used Raggins, they used um Herne, uh, Rodriguez, they used Will Smith, they used uh, Josh Spores, and uh, you know, so and uh also uh Grant Anderson. So those guys, I don't know how how much availability they have. I would imagine that Will Smith after two innings is not available. I would probably imagine that Cole Raggins after an inning and a third isn't available. Um but Spores didn't throw too many pitches in the uh, inning and a third that he threw. So he may be available late in the game. Um, Brock Burke is probably going to piggyback off of Cody Bradford, if I had to guess, because there were a couple of situations where I thought maybe um um Bochy would have went to Brock Burke last night, and he didn't, so it made me think that he's saving him to pitch on the back half of Cody Bradford because you can get a couple innings out of Brock Burke, and if you get four from Cody Bradford, you roll into Brock Burke, you could be in the bottom of the sixth. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have a real read on it. Um, You know, Kevin and I discussed Cole Raggins, and I didn't think that he was going to be the guy that would make the spot start, and then him not, um, him not, or him pitching last night, kind of concluded that. So I'm not sure where they're going to go. I don't want to say for sure that they're going to pitch Cody Bradford, but from every, from all indications, he was in DFW with the team, and there's a good shot that um, one of these next two days that Cody Bradford would start um, regardless. Um, but I'm not 100% sure, uh, but uh, we'll just kind of follow that. Uh, and as of, as of showtime this morning, no one has been set up for that start and uh you know we'll talk about uh who did make that start on thursday uh one quick note for the rangers uh marcus simeon is leading the all-star voting uh, for second baseman's in the american league corey seager josh young and jonah heim are all in second place so your votes are working you people get out there, you vote for the Texas Rangers. You've got five votes a day, and it isn't even that hard to get all five of them in. You just make your selections and just hit the button until they, they tell you you don't have any more votes left. And a real quick Rangers note before we go to a, uh, to the box score. I wanted to let everybody know that today, uh, or on this day yesterday, 26 years ago, the Rangers played the very first interleague game at uh, Globe Life Field, or as we like to call it, the ballpark in Arlington, against the San Francisco Giants. And yesterday was the 26th year anniversary of Major League Baseball playing Interleague, and it was quite the uh, night for guys on the Rangers. And those pitchers, they, they really loved hitting back in the day. There's no doubt about that. Bobby Witt would tell you he was one of the best pitching hitters of all time, right? He Uh, Just ask him. Explains his son, right? Um, But anyways, enough about the Rangers uh, news and notes. I don't have a whole lot more. Um, We'll uh, talk box score here in just a second. But first, I wanted to let everybody know that on July 28th at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, Texas, Matt War Pro is going to return in conjunction with Texas Roughhouse Wrestling and Def Breath Entertainment to bring you Ultraviolet Enemies. Oh, I'm sorry. Ultraviolet Dreamers. My bad. My bad. I want to say Enemies every time. I feel like Ultraviolet and Enemies should just go together. That's probably on me. I want there to be a Z on the back of that Enemies so bad, you know? But anyways, that's, uh, that's just me. First match that has been announced... Um, Brick Savage will be facing off against Justin James. That's a couple of really big dudes right there in the middle of the ring, and I imagine that they will be beating the heck out of each other. Um, Don't forget that, as always, our sponsors will be in the house. We've got Kelly's Onion Burgers will be out back making the burgers. Don't even ask any questions. Just get one don't even you know don't just go out there say i want a burger make it the way you make it and it'll come out good no no questions asked i promise you um starry ice cream is going to be on hand and as always they will have all of their delicious ice cream and if you know anything about fort worth texas in july it is hot outside so you are going to want some of this ice cream Uh, There's no question in my mind that that those strawberry cream ice creams will hit the spot on a 100-degree day in July. And also, our buddies out at Martin House Beer, they're going to come on over to the Southside Preservation Hall. They're going to fill up a whole bunch of coolers with beer. They're going to put... You know, all their fancy beers in there. They're going to put all their fancy seltzers in there. They may even have some hot dog seltzers. Uh, they just had Glizzy Fest last weekend. So there's a good chance that there'll be some hot dog seltzers out there. Give one of those a try. Give the corn dog seltzer a try. It's going to change your life. But if you could prove to them that they're 21 years old and uh, with an ID there, they're going to give you beer for free all night. So join us July 28th. The Fort Worth Southside Preservation Hall, uh 7 o'clock bell time. And you know the was gonna be there. And I got some, I got something in store for all of you, so you're gonna definitely enjoy that. Now, on to this Rangers box score. You know, it looked good in the beginning. Yeah, you know, the they they put up a bunch of numbers, they looked like they were gonna roll this thing right out, and uh Duran hit a ball into the second deck, uh Um, you know, uh, Garver hit a a couple or a a RBI double down the line and, you know, they're, they're rolling out to a five, nothing lead. And you're sitting there thinking, you're like, all right, the Rangers are going to get them tonight. And, um, uh, you know, I want to say that the umpire tonight, man, after watching Phil Nevin blow up on that guy the other day, it felt like he was afraid to call strike 3 against Shohei Ohtani because I mean, he, he left a couple of pitches on the on the corner that he didn't call, but he was, you know, he was erratically a, a consi- uh, consistent all night. It wasn't that he was bad, it just he, he left a couple um on the on there and and you know, honestly, that strike three to Shohei Otani in maybe the third inning, fourth inning. Whenever they started scoring some runs, what inning was that? That they, uh, the the second maybe. I'm not a hundred percent sure what inning that was, um, but uh, you know that left uh, that that started an inning that or that uh, gets them a run on the board and and. It, that could have been prevented just by calling the strike zone, but you can't bitch about the umpires too much. It happens quite a bit and it happens to both teams. Drury. I mean, uh, he was ejected after calling ball or, um, arguing balls and strikes in the ninth or 10th inning. And I get it, man. That ball wasn't a strike. And, you know, Jonah Heim did a good job of, uh, uh, of, of framing that thing. And, and, you know, Will Smith got away from with one and, and Drury did not, uh, but you know, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter too much. We'd have preferred to have him in there because Wallach went yard later in the game. So you know, I mean, uh, the the it happens, you know. But uh, uh, Dane Dunning wasn't. I, I wouldn't say this was Dane Dunning's best start of the year by any means. Uh, he was he walked five. That's a big that's a big problem. You can't walk five in, in five innings. Um, it seemed like he put the lead off runner on base every every half inning. And you can't do that either. And um, you know the Rangers after they make a couple of mistakes, you know it, it ends up being four runs. And 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 outside of outside of Otani going into the second deck, I mean a lot of those uh, Angels runs could have been avoided uh, in in the uh, regular innings of game. In the extra innings, I mean maybe did he stay with Cole Ragans too long? Yeah, I mean I. I Cole Raggins was a viable starting pitching option at one point. um, But now it's kind of seems like he's a one run inning guy or one inning guy. And and it seems like when he goes out there for that second inning, he kind of gets lit up a little bit. I'm not I'm not saying that's the case. I don't know that 100 percent, but he did give up a couple home runs in the 12th. And and that really ended up being the ball game. The Rangers did get the uh, tying run on. In the uh, bottom half of the inning, um, uh, Marcus Simeon probably a night that he'd like to forget for the rest of his life, taking an O for seven. But uh, you know, it it happens. Corey Seager had a hit. He keeps. He's he's still on fire. They walked him three times. They wanted no part of him. I mean, um, and I wouldn't have either. When when Nate Lowe's O for six with four strikeouts, and that O for thirteen or one for sixteen with three walks at the top of the lineup is. You know, it's not something that you want to ha- see happen, and you know, hope uh, if Adolis Garcia's ball doesn't get cut cut off up the up the gap, you know, that probably scores Seeger and they win the game. But it wasn't to be, and uh, the Rangers. It looks like they're going to go in to tonight's game um, up four and a half games on the Houston Astros, and uh, you know, the, tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I also want to just mention real quick that the uh, Astros tomorrow, they've got the Nationals. So the Rangers got to keep winning because, uh, you know, the Nationals, uh, not that they're a a terrible team like they were last year, but they're not a good team. And, uh, you know, the the Astros are are looking to come back home and and, uh, get back right after a, a weekend in Cleveland that didn't go the way they wanted. So, you know, we're going to have to stay on. Stay on our toes for that, um, but you know the Rangers, their bullpen problems. They've they've come and they've gone, and and really this isn't a bad bullpen by any means. I mean that was just tonight was their ninth blown uh, lead of the season, which is bottom half of the league for sure, and probably bottom third of the league. Um, and you know when you think about the bullpen, uh, where are those where are those where are those guys of the future going to come from? And those guys from the future—they're going to come from down on the farm. And uh, for one dollar and ninety-nine cent a month, you can you can join me, and Kevin Douglas. Every eh, Monday-ish, sometimes we put two out. Sometimes we don't. Right now, we're in the middle of a top forty throwback. And uh, I mean, a top forty prospects re-up. Sorry, throwback, throwback. I, Blew that all out of the water. I'm terrible with these subs commercials. I mean, you guys have heard it. I've melted down several times on these bad boys. But anyways, $1.99. You can join Kevin and I for all your Texas Rangers down on the farm needs because we're talking about everything from the Dominican Summer League all the way up to Round Rock Express and everything in between. If you want to know how Jack Leiter's doing, join us because there's a good chance we're talking about him. And uh, you can do all that $1.99 a month. And uh, you know we can't wait to have you here in that thing because I really, honestly, I feel like that's the better show of the two. This one we do it every day, and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun, no doubt. But when we get to talk about the farm and we get to talk about those prospects, I really do enjoy that, and I really have a good time talking about those guys and uh, you know talking about the future of this ball club. So, well, anytime you want, hop on over there. I have iTunes spotify iHeartRadio, google you name it it's on there join us for our sub show down on the farm with the boys and as soon as we can get some things lined up we'll start adding more to that more to that premium channel so it makes it much more worth your dollar 99 so let's get into tonight the rangers will be back home 705 the uh the, still playing the Angels. It's going to be on uh, Valley Sports Southwest. And uh, if you want to listen to it on the radio, you can always listen to it at 1053 The Fan. And for the Spanish broadcast, KFLC 1270. Um, the Rangers, like I said, they don't have a pitcher scheduled tomorrow. I'm thinking that it's probably going to be another Cody Bradford spot start, which will be option number three of the year for Cody Bradford. So when he gets optioned down, he's got two more options left for the season that uh, before he would have to be exposed to waivers. Um, but uh, as far as the options overall, as long as he doesn't make that fifth option or that sixth option or whatever, um, he will only use just one and he'll have two remaining after these two years. And the Angels, they're going to counter with Jamie Berea. Um, he's a six foot one, 210 210-pound right-hander um, on the season through 14 games. He's, he's got a 185 ERA, and he's been really good for the Angels in the 39 innings that he's pitched. Um, it, you know, I don't know exactly how many starts that he's made, but I can't imagine. Yeah, this will just be his fourth start of the season, but he's pitched really well out of the bullpen, and uh, I can see why the uh, Angels are going to him in the rotation right now. Uh, so tonight, 7.05 start time, Rangers and Angels. Barria. I'm guessing it will be Bradford, but I can't say that for a hundred percent. And uh, you know, no one no one has made that call as we go on the air today. Uh so that's all I got for you today. It's um it it was a it was a rough night for the Rangers. A game that they probably should have won, but by the end of it you felt like they didn't deserve to win it. Um so that's all I got tonight. Don't forget you can you can join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on Texas Rangers with the Boys. Continue to follow our Spotify, iTunes, Google, whichever platform it is that you listen to, your podcasts on. Make sure and check those for when we put a down on the farm with the boys out. Um, you can don't forget you can also check us out on social media, TX Rangers, WTB. And uh, we've also got our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. And uh, don't forget, you can follow Kevin and I both on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also on TikTok and Facebook. So join us at whatever platform that you enjoy. And this is, and this is the manimal for Texas Rangers with the boys. We're signing out.